Welcome to Kayfabe 2, Pig in the City, the only Lucha Underground fan cast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Kat, and this week we watched Season 1, Episode 22, Mask vs. Mask. So Kyle, what's Lucha Underground? Well, Kat, it's time to get out your special wrestling mask, and your special wrestling pants, and your special wrestling boots, and your special wrestling gloves, and your special wrestling goggles, and your special wrestling makeup, and your special wrestling earrings, and your special wrestling necklace, and your special wrestling hat, because it's time to get in the ring, get in the squared circle, I think they call it, and uh, beat up on other people. Wrestling. 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 I love wrestling. How? Tell me what you know about wrestling. I'm a big fan of wrestling. Been a fan for <laughs> at least a week. <laughs> Were you a fan of wrestling before the Mountain Goats album about wrestling? Uh, no. That 100% of my wrestling knowledge comes from the Mountain Goats album, Beat the Champ, which, like gives a weird amount of wrestling knowledge to the intrigued listener. Like, yeah. I feel like I know almost all of the, like, industry slang now, just because of that album. Um, tell me about Kayfabe. I don't really know what Kayfabe is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, a, like, okay, my understanding can I, can of Kayfabe. Can I just say that you, you came up with the title for this episode, Kayfabe 2, Pig in the City. It's probably our worst title. I think so it's I probably want, our best title. I just want you to prove that you know what kayfabe is. Like, I, I know what kayfabe is. Here's my worry, is I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Kyle, So the joke might not work. <laughs> Kyle, the whole thing depends on it being fabe. I know. Not fab. But I'm going to say it is. Okay. But my understanding of kayfabe is that it's essentially, it's like, the unspoken understanding between wrestlers that wrestling is fake. It's like the, it's the pretense that wrestling exists in. It's like the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. So like you can break kayfabe and that means that it's like letting the audience in on the fact that it's like you're playing a character. That's my understanding of kayfabe. Tell me about some other wrestling terms you know about. Uh, I know you got faces, and those are the good guys. Yeah. You got heels. Those are the bad guys. I happen to know that in Lucha, they're called Rudos. Oh. I don't know, because they definitely called them faces and heels yeah, in the show. Yeah, because it was in English. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. And Lucha Underground, they're faces and heels. Uh, if a face turns into a heel, that's a heel turn. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is my favorite song. Off of the Mountain that, Goats album. That's a good song off yep. the Mountain Goats album. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other what other things? Like I know I know like what this episode entailed was a mask versus mask match, and that is when a two masked wrestlers fight and the loser gets their identity revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good Mountain Goat song about that too. Uh, I know gimmicks. That's your. That's like what I think everyone knows gimmicks. Well, it's just specifically like that's like your character in wrestling. It's your gimmick. Ooh, Kyle, what yes. would your gimmick be? Well, okay, not specifically in lucha. Just was in there general. a specific lucha gimmick? Like I feel like it seemed like the gimmicks were exactly the same, except for more masks. Well, I felt like uh, uh, Prince Puma kind of had like an Aztec vibe going on. 
Yeah, that just seemed to be his cultural background. I suppose. Anyway, what but would you gimmick let's be? Let's talk a little bit about what Lucha Underground is first, because we haven't really gotten into that at all. That's a good it's, point. Uh, a Lucha, which is like, specifically, is it Mexican or South American? Um, it originated in Mexico, but it's kind of influenced other Latin American countries. Actually, can I say a thing here yes. at the top? Because I feel like every time fucking like white people like us talk about Lucha, it's like, oh, like that Jack Black movie. <laughs> what Jack and Black movie? Nacho Libre. Remember that travesty? I, I haven't seen that. I don't really remember it existing. Well, it's Jack Black just kind of like being I remember offensive. there was a, a cartoon when I was a child that was like Lucha Libre. And it was about children, lucha wrestlers, that well, were also superheroes, I think. I just feel like lucha in American culture gets treated like a huge joke. And I just don't want our podcast to come off as like, we watch Lucha Underground because we think that it's funny when, like, oh, they wear masks. <laughs> no, we watch Lucha Underground like, because we really wanted to watch wrestling. And the WWE is like three hours long. And this was a, a solid hour so that was that was wrestling we could exactly. handle. Exactly. Exactly. I just don't wanna I just I just I just wanna say at the top that our intention wasn't to do like weird cultural tourism type of thing. I also wanna say, ooh, I mm, this is just hi, hi, welcome to Cat's Education Corner. Do you want to come in to my corner of the library where we're learning? Did you want me to play with you on that one or was that just your own thing i just want you to I say yes tell how i just to, want you to, to say yes I, I want you to say yes that you want to come into my education all right i want to come into your education corner okay so um there's this really dope thing in um so side note here just before Kat gets started uh it's been like a week since we watched <laughs> lucha underground so as you can tell Kat went deep into her research which kind of ruins the whole point of this podcast no. but i'll let it be Ugh. But but I knew about this before, and I just refreshed my memory, so I think it's fair. Um, but in, like, Bolivia, there's this really dope thing where, um, like, Lucha became popular in Bolivia, and then, like, um, it became, like, a big cultural phenomenon for um, women, like, from, like, who were, like, Quechua or, like, other, like, indigenous peoples, and they do Lucha, but they, like, wear their full like traditional dress which is really dope looking because it involves like cool hats and like petticoats like big poofy skirts and they're like really super popular but the, the whole like de deal behind it is that it's like for smashing the patriarchy because it's women and for smashing racial barriers because it's like indigenous women who are historically just like in the u.s discriminated against um, yeah, and that's something that like want to talk about real quick with lucha, and that seems to be just a thing with lucha in general, but that was surprisingly well handled in this show as well. I guess I'll back up. So, Lucha Underground is the lucha wrestling show on the El Rey Network, which is Robert Rodriguez, the director of like Sin City and many other like From Dusk Till Dawn and El Mariachi and Machete and Machete. Uh, so it's that director's own little basic cable channel. Which is amazing. Uh-huh, that he has his own TV channel. And so this is the original wrestling show on the El Rey Network. 
And it's also executive produced by Mark Burnett, <laughs> creator of Survivor. <laughs> and that makes me very happy. Yes. But I would expect that, like, it, because the L. Ray network in my mind, like, seems synonymous with, like, Spike TV, like, just kind of what it is, who it's made by, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so my, expectation was that this was going to be very uh shitty against women but like i guess in lucha in general it's like known for co-ed wrestling because men and women will wrestle each other but I also just say just in general the handling of like women on lucha underground wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been and is what i've seen in, like, the WWE. <laughs> Handling of women. <laughs> You're a weirdo. Um, no, that's another thing that I read about in my research, is just that in, like, Lucha Libre culture in general, women are treated more as athletes rather than, like, sex objects, which seems, like, drastically different from American wrestling, and which I super appreciate, because I feel like the there were two female wrestlers in this episode, and both of them were not really treated as anything well, other I, than just like I'd say that the other both wrestlers. the men and the women were treated as both athletes and sex objects. Yeah. Like they were objectifying both genders pretty equally. Which I uh, appreciate. Yeah, I do too. I want to objectify everyone. Yeah. I want to objectify you. I want to objectify myself. I want to objectify the dog. Don't objectify the dog. I'm going to objectify the dog. So, Lucha Underground. Wrestling. Wrestling. We, we've never... <laughs> have you ever watched, like, any seconds of wrestling before? I've watched YouTube clips. Like, how many YouTube clips? Are you... Do you got a good understanding of YouTube clips of wrestling? I've watched, like, two YouTube clips. Why are you using that voice? <laughs> That's my YouTube voice. Now use your normal voice to talk on our <laughs> podcast, please. No. Please? No. Please? Are you gonna edit this out? No. <laughs> good but yeah like I, I i've seen maybe gifs i don't think <laughs> i've ever even gone as far as a youtube clip so this was my first introduction to wrestling and i gotta say oh, and we watched glow oh yeah we've watched glow and we've listened to beat the champ and now and now we've watched one episode of lucha underground i would say we're pretty much wrestling experts by this point yeah, yeah. and i gotta say like i actually really enjoyed it oh Fuck yeah. Like, I thought that I would be um, really creeped out by it, not because I'm... Well, mostly because I was just like, I know that they're pretending to be in pain, but I don't like seeing people in pain, unless it's on Game of Thrones. Um, So so I was like, oh, I'll probably get kind of squeamish about it, but it was dope as hell! It was so good! So should we jump into the episode? Yes. What, what was our first match? Um, Well, actually, before the first match, we get our first sort of... um. Like, oh, yeah, what, so what do they call it in video games when... Cutscene? Yeah, we get our first cutscene. Yeah, like, it's like the... I, I have to say that I was most disappointed by the cutscenes, as we I were calling them. I was really intrigued by the narrative they were building. Well, I was just hoping for more, because, like, every thumbnail on Amazon of Lucha Underground was just, like... Uh, like business guy sitting in like a seedy office with like a lot of smoke in the room, like behind a desk. So like, 
I was very excited to learn more about this man, <laughs> who turns out to be the owner of Lucha Underground, like the promoter. Yeah. Um, but I was really hoping that there would be like some intense drama involving this guy, but it's just kind of people would walk into the room, he'd tell them what their match was, and then they'd leave. Um, so, well, I, I feel like it was, like, a good, solid, like, setup for more drama involving this dude, especially towards the end of the episode. I just was expecting more drama to play outside of the ring. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so at the beginning, uh, the seedy wrestling promoter dude is meeting- Did you get his name? No, I did not. That's the one name I didn't get. What should we name him? Uh, I'm gonna go with Peter. Okay, so- I uh, know. I feel like it needs to be a, like a Mister something, Mister Peter. Mister Peter. Okay, so Mister Peter is um, meeting with Prince Puma, and Prince Puma's like ma like manager, coach guy. Um, and he's saying, "Hey, you're gonna have to defend your championship belt yet again. Um, this time, you're gonna fight King Cuerno, and his, and also like later, like not this episode, but like next episode, you're gonna need to do a tag team match so like make sure that you get a couple yeah it's, of just, it's together. like getting the team back together or something yeah i don't know i don't really want to talk about those they they bored me <laughs> i don't think they're important let's get into the wrestling okay, let's right, get right. into the men smacking each other with their bodies and the women smacking each other with their bodies too just a lot of a lot of the smacking bodies together is what i want to dive into here fair enough so what's our first match our first match is going to be a trios tag team tournament. On one side, we've got the Son of Havoc. So what's the Son of Havoc like? What's his gimmick? Well, he has a beard. I think he's like an executioner, maybe, because he's wearing no shirt, yep. black leather pants, yep. and like the half mask, like kind of like a Zorro mask, but with the top of it. Like like an executioner yeah, mask. Yeah, like an executioner mask and then just a full beard. Yeah, and he's very uh, stocky and very muscular. Um, then we've got Ivelisse. And Ivelisse, I think her, her aesthetic is just kind of goth. Just kind of a goth lady that wrestles. Pretty much. And uh, some background knowledge that we got from the, like, Announcers. in the last episode was that Ivelisse and a Son of Havoc have a thing going on. They used to date. They used to date. They recently broke but up. But then Son of Havoc broke up with Ivelisse in the ring. Yes. Dramatic. Ooh, drama. Drama, drama. Drama, drama. And their third wheel <laughs> is Angelico. And Angelico had my I, favorite gimmick. Yes, I loved him. It took us a very long time to figure out what it was, but then eventually we realized that he's just wearing, uh, like motorbike like a uh, uh, motocross uh, motocross yeah motocross pants and boots and yeah. gloves yeah no shirt no shirt no helmet no nothing just the just the pants like the leather pants and the big boots of a motocross racer yes and ivelisse and angelico don't have masks and i think they're like the only ones this episode that don't have any masks at all um but my favorite thing about angelico well, some of the like side people oh yeah later the, on later on yeah true um but uh my favorite thing about angelico is that number one he he's just like a third wheel because the whole time son of havoc and ivelisse are like how you know well no because it's a love triangle because no. now ivelisse is in with angelico no she's not yes she is oh. 
they described it as a love triangle. Okay. We got very into the drama of this episode. <laughs> but the thing I like about him is that he's very tall. He's uh, slender. He's and extremely he's agile. so bouncy. Mm-hmm. He's such a bouncy, lithe boy. And he's got like floppy, floppy fuckboy hair. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. All right. Who's the other three? Um, okay. So they are facing uh, Drago, Aerostar. And Phoenix. So Drago, we got him because he's a dragon. Yeah. He's wearing a very kick ass dragon mask. Yeah, it's dope as fuck. Uh Aerostar and Phoenix don't know <laughs> what their gimmick was. They look of- exactly the same. Like they're just wearing like just- full lucha mask pants boots. Just and- one of them was the gold power ranger and one of them mm-hmm. was the pink power ranger. Yeah, essentially. That's uh, all you need to know. But Drago, he was pretty awesome. He was. And um, we didn't get much, like, character-wise from any of those three. The The whole drama was kind of focused on the love triangle going on. Yes. Just happened to be a tag team match against some other people. Um. Also, in my margins, to, like, remind me what the theme of this, I guess, what the theme of this was, in my mind, I wrote spooky boys versus motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't think... It makes a ton of sense. <laughs> of course. Um, um, so just to kind of sum up the match, like this was what was very surprising to me, and I thought that it might have been like lucha specific, but the other matches weren't really like this at all because it was just super acrobatic. It was very acrobatic. There was like a lot of um, getting up on the top line and like tightrope walking. Well, that, that seemed to be like Arrow Star or Phoenix's. I think it was Phoenix. Like that seemed to be like his thing was tightrope walking on the top uh, rope. Yeah, and then it jumping off of it. Amazing. Um, uh, Angelico, as previously mentioned, was just so bouncy, bouncy, flippy, flippy. Mm-hmm. Um, With lots of backflips and things such as that. Yeah, he also got beat up very badly though. Like I don't think that he got in a single hold or punch or anything but here here is my big problem with wrestling after watching this and i don't know if this is like because it's like a lower level like they're not like top of top of their game or what but they were all very very bad at pretending that they were hurt (laughs) because it's like they would get punched and then they would try to pretend because like what i realized is that what seems to be kind of the main thing of wrestling is like selling that you're hurt long enough for the other person to like get into position for the next thing that they're going to do because like Mm -hmm. wrestling is kind of all predicated on that like flow of time Mm -hmm. and you need to fill up the space like while the other guy is climbing up like the ropes to jump down onto you right so you need to pretend that you're hurt yeah but these guys weren't very good at pretending that they were hurt. I thought Angelica was very good at it. No, he was horrible. He was very good at it because he would just kind of like, like writhe and moan and like unfocus his eyes and then his floppy, floppy fuckboy hair would go all over. And but he the just, problem was that as soon looked, as like the next move started, then they were just like back in it. Like, <laughs> you, you need, you need to sell not only the being hurt, but you need to sell the like being able to fight through your pain. And Angelico couldn't. Yeah. It was great. So who won this match? Um, uh, Son of Havoc won it for well, the Spooky Boys. Oh, they were the Spooky Boys. Yeah. You said it was Spooky Boys versus Motherfuckers. 
I figured that Draga you know would what? be a spooky Maybe boy. Maybe it was the other way. It, it, I, I don't know what I was thinking at all. At all. At all. Anyway, Son of Havoc won it for him. Um, and then Ivelisse was, like, really pissed. Oh, and we, at, at the end of the match, Ivelisse just left the ring <laughs> and, and walked, up, walked up to, like, hang out with the audience Yeah, while Son of Havoc <laughs> was finishing the fight. And it was great. And then, like, as soon as he, like, finished it, she sort of, like, turned around and looked at him, and she was just like, God damn it! And she was really mad that he won for their team. Mm -hmm. And it's like, girl, maybe you shouldn't have joined his team. So now they, those three, get to move on to the finals of the uh, tag team tournament that they are throwing on Lucha Underground. Yes. Next match. Next match All right, was so the we, best one. Yeah, and we've got some some background for this match. Do we? Yes. Oh, yeah, because we had the previously on. Mm -hmm. And the announcers talked about it. Yeah, because this is a whole oh, setup of oh, the match. Oh, yes. also, the announcers, I forgot to say their names. Oh, uh, yes. We had Matt Stryker, and then we had Vampiro. <laughs> Vampiro. <laughs> and they were not very good at no, announcing. No, no. I thought oh, we, they were oh, the worst we'll, part We'll talk of about that later, like... One announcer's weird obsession with <laughs> something that made no sense. We'll talk about that. All right. So this next match, um, the uh, so who who who's who's okay. in the match? The uh, not only was this the best match, it had the best names. Mm -hmm. We've got Superfly, Superfly versus and Sexy Star. Yes, I remember Sexy Star. I'll never forget that name. Yes. Uh, so it's a man, Superfly, and a woman, Sexy Star. And they were in a tag team match, like the episode before or something like that. And they were on with, the same team. Yeah, and they were on the same team. And they're both faces, and so they're both good guys. Um, but in the uh, last match, there was a wrestler. Did you get... Pentagon. Pentagon. <laughs> That's <such> a good <laughs> name. So Pentagon... He's a, he's a scary... He's a scary dude. He wears, like, a, a fierce, like, black and white mask. And he has, like, white contacts. Yeah. And you know what he loves? Breaking people's arms. Say, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's like, I gotta catch them all. But when he says, I gotta catch them all, he just means I just have to break everyone's arms. So Pentagon and his, like, trio won the last match. And when the match was over, Pentagon decides, like, I won this match. I get to break this dude's arm, <laughs> this dude being Superfly. So, like, Pentagon and Superfly are in the middle of the ring, and Pentagon just has, like, Superfly on his stomach and has pulled his arm up, like, behind him and is just going to break his arm. So then uh, Sexy Star jumps into the ring and punches Pentagon and saves uh, Superfly. Superfly. Uh, so this and we only got like two glimpses of pentagon this episode but he was my favorite character yes but this uh upsets mr peter <laughs> who owns i'm really glad you remembered his name <laughs> this upsets mr peter who owns lucha underground because he was like that would have sold a lot of action figures i, I don't know I, <laughs> what mr peter wants I, I had all these i had all these action figure these die casts made of, of pentagon breaking Superfly's arm. And now what am I going to do with them? They're going to sit in the warehouse. Yeah. Uh, so Mr. Peter decides... I think actually he just hates friendship. Yeah, that's essentially it. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Peter decides that he needs to punish Sexy Star and Superfly for having friendship by making them fight each other. So it's already 
a face versus face mask, mm -hmm. but Mr. Match. Peter match. But Mr. Peter doesn't believe that they will actually fight each other because they are friends. Yeah. So he makes it a mask versus mask match, <gasps> which for a Lucha ruins their career if their identity is revealed after yeah. their match mask is revealed. Your removed. mask is your honor. All of this is just gleaned from what the dumb announcers said. Mm -hmm. But they said, your mask is your honor. And if you are unmasked, then it's like you're being stripped of your dignity. And they talked a lot about, at least for a Superfly, that he's like a fifth generation or something like that. Like Lucha. Lucha. So it's like breaking his whole family tradition. And they said, and this was a part that struck me as odd. They were like, Sexy Star says that her mask saved her from suicide. Yeah. And I was like, why we gotta go there, though? <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Um, so so this math match is a big deal, because it can be the end of one of the two's career. Because, and, and it's like, and it's so, ah, they're friends, mm -hmm. and for Superfly, it's like, she just saved me, but then they they both have to fight for their honor, and like, their careers... So, of course, they're going to go hard, even it's though there's like, sorrow in their hearts. It's pure narrative drama. It's, it's amazing. Like narrative drama distilled to its purest form. <laughs> and I completely understand why people watch wrestling. Yeah, it was incredible. So, they fight. Well, what really struck me is in contrast to the last match, it wasn't like all acrobatic and crazy. It was like very kind of slow and lots of grappling and just like holding on to each other until one of them could like flip the other one and it was like pretty intense match well that's the thing is you would think that the acrobatic -y one would be the more entertaining one but this was this was like tension and it was it was more yeah like it was like yeah. obviously we are not well versed in wrestling at all but it definitely seemed like they were like putting on a workshop in this type mm -hmm. of wrestling um, um not much like not much to say that like really happened during it, it though uh just 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 that sexy star won sexy star won and then there's just kind of lots of sadness lots of sadness by everybody yeah because, okay, so Sexy Star, she's like, I won, but now she's like, oh no, that means uh, I fucked over my good buddy. Yeah, and I think the only thing that really happened during the match was that Sexy Star was, like, obviously losing, but then the audience was on her side. Mm-hmm. Like, they all started chanting for her, and that pulled her through to the finish and the win. As it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, like in a in a mask versus mask match, the uh, winner is supposed to remove the loser's mask and she's like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it but then superfly is like no you won do me the honor of claiming your victory mm -hmm. but all of this is just expressed through like body language no he says it i don't think we can hear the people at all no they're it's, talking no. Well, they're talking to each other at this point in time are they yeah it's been a while i don't remember yeah they're, they're talking to each other and uh superstar says or Superfly, sorry, they're you can just switch up their names. They make sexy fly, sexy fly, and superstar. <laughs> uh, so Superfly uh, tells Sexy Star to t remove his mask, and she does. And there's not really much more like narrative payoff. It's just kind of like, oh, now he, well, now I'll get yeah. 
because uh, uh oh now he's just really sad here like i was expecting there to be some type of like payoff between superstar and uh, or superfly and sexy star or something but she just removes his mask then uh superfly is just really uh, super sad <laughs> um but then he gets up and he hugs her he gets up and he hugs her and then what happens and then pentagon <laughs> <laughs> runs into the ring <laughs> knocks superfly down and breaks his arm <laughs> Even just hearing the words brings me so much joy. This was the funniest thing. But it's also the saddest thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. this guy already had, like, the worst thing in wrestling happen to him. And then Pentagon, who was, like, not in the ring otherwise, like, he's back in the locker rooms. <laughs> yeah. Here's that this is going down. He's not in any of the other matches tonight or no, anything. No. He's got no reason to either even room. be in the stadium. He's like, I hear the sound of someone needs their arm broke. And he just runs out and he goes, dee, 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 dee. And he breaks his arm. And this is where I, I've wanted to talk to you about this. Is what is the line between wrestling and assault? <laughs> after after the match ends, it should just be assault. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, but after the match ends, or if you weren't like contracted to fight in that match. <laughs> you weren't invited, Pentagon. You're just breaking a guy's arm. Like if you just like if there if there are two people boxing and you just jump into the ring and start punching one of the guys, that's assault, right? Yeah. Like boxing needs to be consensual and I feel like <laughs> wrestling should be consensual as well. But I don't feel like Pentagon gets consent to break the other wrestler's arms before he gets in there. Pentagon is the best heel of all time because he's not just committing crimes in the ring. Well, he is, but <laughs> <laughs> he's just committing crimes. He's just general. committing crimes a lot, and he's just being really spooky while he does it. He's extraterritorial. The thing about Pentagon is that he just exudes so much joy that he gets to break this dude's fucking arm. Mm -hmm. he's but he just, doesn't get to break this dude's arm. He decides to break this dude's arm. He was not like given the power by like the ring like it's not like oh i have vanquished my enemy now i get to break his arm it was just a very much like jumping on an opportunity man down time for me to make my move um it was incredible so then um uh sexy just, star that, that was well sexy star end. like lets it happen kind of but then she swears vengeance Oh yeah, and that's like I, I we need to watch more Lucha Underground to see the sexy star versus Pentagon matchup. Yes, because that's got to be good. Is that I think that this is going to start sort of fermenting rebellion against Mister Peter. We can only hope. Yeah, like if Lucha Underground season seven doesn't just end in like a full up like armed revolt, <laughs> burning down. That's like the azteca arena or something no, like that they just call it the temple the temple right which is dope as hell yeah if if season seven doesn't end with the temple burning down then wrestling doesn't know narrative as much as we think it does <laughs> so now we have our third and final match um we've got prince puma versus king cuerno yeah father versus son no no well, King versus prince, father versus son. Of, like, different kingdoms. They're not related. They're not related? They're not related. It's not a father father versus son match? No. Exciting, though, that would be. 
yeah, King Puma's whole deal is that he's like a Prince Puma. Uh, yeah, it's soon to be King Puma, I'm sure, after he kills his dad. Uh, <laughs> Prince Puma's whole deal is just kind of that he's a Puma, I yep. guess. Yeah. Like, he, he seems to be like a silent, like, prodigy of wrestling. Well, the thing is, is that he seems to just sort of be like a sweet, innocent killer, you know? Well, like, just he just has... to be really good at wrestling. And yeah. He's no drama. <laughs> yeah. And all you can see of him is his, like, his big, um, doe-like eyes. Mm -hmm. Just these big, like, limpid pools of brown where he's just has gentleness in them, but he's like, I know I still have to wrestle. But he does throw a little bit of shade at the beginning of the match in their entrance because, uh, what's the other guy's name? King what? Cuerno? Yes. What's Cuerno? I don't know. It's a Spanish word, isn't it? I'll look it up. All right, look that up. You describe. So King Cuerno, his whole gimmick is like deer. Is Cuerno Spanish for deer, maybe? I don't know. But his whole gimmick is that he's like into deer, so he comes out with like a buck head on his head. I googled Cuerno and it just gave me pictures of shoes. Okay, so he's King Shoes, and King Shoes comes out wearing like a buck on his head, right? Like a like a deer, a big deer head as his head. Yeah, like, like a, a like a warrior's hood. Yeah, it's like I've I've killed my enemy. It was a deer, mm -hmm. and now I'm wearing his hide. So that's that King Cuerno's whole oh. gimmick. Yes, horn. Okay, I'll go for it. So that's King Cuerno's whole gimmick is like having that uh, a deer deer head that he brings out with him. So uh, Prince Puma throws him some shade and comes out wearing a Puma-like head in the same way. And it looks dope as hell. Yes. It's so good. He just, I don't know. I, I really liked it. Yes. And then uh, uh, King Cuerno also puts the uh, buck skin on one of the like posts of the ring. So it's just there the whole match, which I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. They also introduce like the the tag team partners that are going to be with them in the next match, but not in this match. Um, um, one of them was called the Machine. That's well, all I remember. Oh, because he called him the Machine, and then on screen a different name came up, and it was really confusing. Yeah. So I have to assume that the Machine was a nickname. But on they're really not important. So the tag team people come out, and uh, Prince Puma and King Cuerno start fighting. And again, this is just like a, not not too much like drama going on in the ring. Like the only real like drama is that the other tag teamers join in on the match every now and then, which the, they're well, not supposed to do because it wasn't a tag team at the time. The the really important thing is that early on in the match, Prince Puma uh, sustains a, a neck, neck injury, injury. <laughs> and um, the commentators. Uh, guess that it is probably enough to potentially paralyze him <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, yeah that looks strong. like a spinal fracture he might be paralyzed after this but he's gonna fight through it and it's like no nah, oh, <laughs> not so sure about that one <laughs> okay um, um he does fight through it though and he wins cat and it's I incredible he might not have actually been injured kyle don't break the kayfabe okay uh, Did I do it right? Did I use it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're not the one to ask. I'm not the one to ask. <laughs> so yeah, so Prince Puma wins, and it was a good match. I enjoyed it. There there wasn't much exciting, except for the commentator that kept 
talking about like did you get that yes okay here's what it was so one of the commentators kept talking about like every time prince puma did something awesome he was like that's that fighting spirit that comes from training with the great conan <laughs> the great conan the great conan and then the other commentator would be like what are you talking about conan sucks <laughs> Well, no, he wasn't like, Conan sucks. He was like, don't talk about Conan. Yeah. It was like, he was the unspeakable one. <laughs> yeah. One, so one commentator was just like, hyped on the great Conan. And he was like, he, like, Puma trained with him. And that's why he's so good. And he's the champ. And the other one would just like, get silent and be like, no. Don't talk about King Conan. <laughs> You're not supposed to mention his name here. <laughs> so, yeah, that. That was basically Lucha Underground. Prince Puma wins. That's the end of the episode. And we're all happy. We're all so happy. We're all so happy. Let's talk about how happy we are. Earlier on, I asked you what your gimmick would be if uh, you were a wrestler and you never answered. I would like that answer now. Well, it would obviously be a monkey gimmick. You do love monkeys and kind of look like a monkey. Yeah. Because you're so hairy and gangly. And I would just get really acrobatic and I would just like squat on the ropes and just be like, and then jump (laughs) on people. Give me that monkey. Oh, and I'd also groom them. I'd get on their backs and groom them. Like you take them down and then like while they're right. No, they're still standing. (laughs) I'm just going to jump on their backs and groom them. Like, or maybe that would be good in like a tag team match if I groomed my partner. Oh, while they were wrestling yes yes that would be good so what would your gimmick be well well really quick i want you to make the monkey noise one more time while i think <laughs> so my gimmick would obviously be sloth based oh yeah and so my just... whole thing would just be that i would latch on to them and just not let go and just make them carry me around I, and I wouldn't fight, and I wouldn't move. I would just well, the you very should occasionally beginning. fight, but just throw a really slow punch. <laughs> Do you think that they would let me wear claws, kind of like a sloth has those weird, cl- those big long claws? Um, Do you think that they would let? That's me- another thing that I wonder about wrestling a lot. There was this wasn't really involved in this episode, but I've no, I, I know I've seen it before, and that's like when when they, I get. When they have weapons, but it doesn't seem like it's like a sanctioned weapon match. It's just you pull a baseball bat from underneath the ring that was not like officially sanctioned. Like, is that assault? If you're supposed to be wrestling somebody and you pull out a barbed wired baseball bat and start bashing them with it, that doesn't seem because like. It seems like wrestling is kind of a lawless pre- place. Like there's a referee it's there, anarchy. but sometimes you can punch the referee. Where, which Mr. again, is Peter, that assault? Because that referee is not signed up for getting punched. Where Mister Peter reigns, there is there is anarchy. Like, do you? Oh, is that why it's Lucha Underground? Do you think like if the cops figured out about this, there'd be a lot of assault charges? <laughs> yeah. Yes. They shouldn't advertise where it is so clearly on like the interstitials because they keep showing the outside of the arena and it's like that's just <laughs> signaling a- to the cops. Come get us. We're doing assaults here. It has a big, big sign that says Lucia Underground. And it just has a big sign that says crimes happen here. <laughs> and a picture of Pentagon smiling next to it. <laughs> Can we go to a wrestling match? I feel like we would probably have to travel. 
and I don't know if I want to like travel to see wrestling specifically. There's definitely amateur wrestling matches that happen in Idaho in like Nampa. I don't. That, I like, don't take place in like high school gymnasiums. No, 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 no. Now we can't do that. No, no, thank. I mean, you can do it. I'm not going to come. All right, I'm just going to start. I'm just going to get really into wrestling. Is that cool? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. You're your own person. I'm just going to become a real big wrestling boy. I'm going to go out every <laughs> Saturday to Nampa to watch some some amateurs just smash their meat together. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Only Fan Cast this week. We really appreciate it. If you want to do us a big favor and just make us really happy, uh, consider going to uh, Apple Podcasts and reviewing and subscribing to our show there because it uh, really cheers us up and it helps us move up those rankings yeah helps other people find our show yeah also we're on tuesdays now hi oh yes today's tuesday maybe the thing about podcasts <laughs> is that you could be listening to this on any day so happy monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday or day after days are a thing anymore because Everything but podcasts are lost to time. And you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at OnlyFanCast if you want to get in touch to recommend us shows to watch or to tell us um, secrets. Just tell us your secrets. Or just send us wrestling gifts. I would wrestling be gifts. really down with that. And if you know how to get our podcast onto the dark web, please let us know. I've been Kyle. And I've been Kat. Next week, we're going to watch Wings. I love you. I love you too.